Welcome to Studio RC, your daily encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max, and I'm an alcoholic, and I am a believer, and I'm sober today only by the grace of God and the program contained in the 12-step fellowship. So today we're going to jump right into a, a topic and a, a subject that may plague many of us in recovery, and that is pride. And we're going to take a look at pride and when pride really gets in the way, the way of the things that we're trying to do and the things that we're trying to accomplish. Our scripture today comes from Matthew 5, verses 3 through 5. Listen to this. This is part of the Beatitudes, but here it is. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. All of those things that, that Jesus was talking about, how we become blessed, are the opposite of pride. So let me jump right into some of the recovery literature and what it says about pride as well. It tells us in uh, the 12 and 12, we have been demanding more than our share of security, prestige, and romance. Um, never was there enough of what we thought we wanted. And that might be something that you face even in your recovery, um, that, that there's... You never quite have enough satisfaction, whether it's security, prestige, romance. Uh, during uh, this season where fear is, is great and uncertainty is strong, you may think, well, I need, I need more security. Um, I need another Amazon box to be delivered and that will make me feel better. Um, I need more romance in my life. Um, but our crippling handicap had been our lack of humility keeping right-sized, having a proper understanding. We had lacked the perspective to see that character building and spiritual values had to come first. And the material satisfactions, they were not the purpose of living. We needed to focus on character building and spiritual values. And the one of the word that comes in that the opposite of pride is humble or humbly. Uh, when we look even at the seventh step, um, it talks about, uh, you know, with humbly, um, we humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. And that, that's how we come before God, in a humble state. We humbly ask Him. Um, but the truth is, how often were we angered easily, or felt too much self-pity, or even thought, why me? Why am I a drug addict? Why am I an alcoholic? Why is this not working out for me. And so pride got in the way. But the beautiful thing, we are reminded in the first step, the first word of the first step is we. We're not alone. We don't do this recovery thing alone. We do this together. When we were drinking or when we were using, all we could ever think of was I, 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 me, me, me. And, you know, how true is that? I always came first. Um, the things I wanted, especially, how am I going to get drunk or high? How am I going to have the money to do that? How am I going to have fun? How am I, I, me, me, me? Such painful obsession of self. It's a soul sickness. A spiritual self selfishness. It binds us. 
It binds us to the bottle. It binds us to the drugs. It binds us to the needle. And it does that for our lives, that selfishness. It binds us. The journey to find God to do his will has been one day at a time. We, there is power in numbers. There's strength in numbers. There's safety in numbers. And for alcoholics and drug addicts, there is life in numbers. One of the things that people often say in the rooms of recovery is not only stay in the herd, but stay in the middle of the herd. It's the animals on the the edge of the herd that get picked off. So stay in the middle of recovery, having being surrounded by people in recovery, people who are staying clean and sober. With God and another addict or alcoholic, we have this divine purpose in our lives, and that is not only to stay sober, but to stay in the herd and be part of the herd. We are a part of the herd as much for the other person as it is uh, for safety for us in the herd. Now, the, one of the things that we struggled with in regards to pri- pride was self-honesty. The deception, deception of others is nearly always rooted in this deception of ourselves. It was, it's hard to be honest when you're full of pride. We, we have a distorted way of seeing things, whether it's the things we need, the things we deserve, the things we are. If it, there's pride, it's distorted. We deceive ourselves about our reality. We rewrite it to what we want it to be. No, they wronged me. Um, I'm the aggrieved party. We deceive others. Deceiving others is, in fact, a character defect a defect that sometimes we carry, even it's, if it's simply stretching the truth a bit or cleaning up our motives so that we would, uh, so others would think of us well. Um, both are part of a character defect of deceiving. Um, when we stretch the truth, I had a gentleman once asked, I had shared a story and I, I'd gotten very animated and I had told this story and I told the story well. And he came up to me and he said afterwards, now, is everything that you said accurate in that story. Well, you know, I might have added a little here and there to, you know, to jazz it up a little bit. And he looked at me and he said, exaggeration is just another form of lying. And then he walked away. I was like, ah, you know, that, that, that hurt, Um, but was accurate. And I had, I had missed, I had missed that. I had exaggerated, but I was really just lying. Why? Because I wanted you, I stretched it so that you would think better of me. And when our motives are so that I hold the door so that you're like, oh, what a great guy. That guy's holding the door. He's a door holder rather than just holding it out of service. Um, I, we have to help ourselves become willing to receive um, help by not practicing deception. That's how we line ourselves up to receive help. Deceiving ourselves about ourselves is setting ourselves up for failure or disappointment. Let me say that one again, because that one, deceiving ourselves about ourselves is setting ourselves up for failure or disappointment. And that's, that's again, one of those triggers and one of those things that could lead someone to pick up a drug or, or pick up a drink. And that's what we're trying to avoid clearly. And part of, uh, a pride is overcoming our own self-will. The alcoholic, the drug addict, is an extreme example 
of self will run right. I love that, that phraseology, though he doesn't usually think so. I am not. I'm not self will run riot. I'm not, I'm not so selfish that I'm, I'm knocking things over. I'm not a bull in a china shop in order to get what I want to get. Although oft times, that's exactly what we are. That we're, we knock things over. Our self-will runs riot. It causes chaos. We drug addicts and alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. Putting ourselves first. Putting all of our needs first. I, I kind of, I bristle sometimes when people say, it's a selfish program. Not... Not if you follow it, it's not. It's all about getting rid of self. I need to get rid of my selfishness, my pride, in order so that I don't have self-will run riot. For so many years of our lives, our lives have revolved solely around ourselves, around our the things that we want. We have been consumed with self in all of its forms, self-centeredness, self-pity, self-seeking, all of those stem from pride, self-centeredness. It's all about me. Self-pity, woe is me. Um, Self-seeking, um, all stems from pride. To put my pride aside in all situation which arises in my life, that's a new goal, a new desire. Until we could honestly look at ourselves and see that, that we were the problem in many situations and react appropriately both inside and out, it was going to continue to plague us. We have to discard our expectations. And we could not experience serenity and sound sobriety until we did that. If you want serenity, if you want sound sobriety, getting rid of that pride, lessening that pride, so that you can honestly look at yourself, is key. It's key in many situations, because how often have people reacted and been reacting to our pride, to our selfishness, our self-centeredness, our, our self-seeking, and uh, even our self-pity. Oh, it's not that bad. You're okay. But people have been reacting to us and our selfishness. As we let that just flow away, as it dissipates, um, we can really experience serenity, and we can really experience uh, true sound sobriety. And we come back to the scriptures from Matthew 5 and the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, lacking spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. If you want the kingdom of God as a person of faith, you need to be poor in spirit. Not haughty, not full of spirit. It's poor in spirit, recognizing your need. And then yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for those who are the, for they will be comforted. If we have pride, we don't mourn for others. We might mourn for ourselves, but this is about for those who mourn, those who cry, those who are genuine in their mourning, they will be comforted. And it's hard to truly mourn when you're full of pride. And blessed are the meek, not the strong, not the outlandish, not the crazy, but blessed are the meek the humble, the quiet, they will inherit the earth. Today in your recovery, don't let pride get in the way. Get in, in the way of, of enjoying serenity and sound sobriety and sound cleanness. 
that's our prayer for you. And uh, so may be encouraged today as your pride lessens and your desire to help others grow. May God bless you and keep you. Thank you so much for visiting Studio RC. And remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless. We'll see you next time.